0: For more information on the Ex-Mormon Files Internet Video Program, please visit ExMormonFiles.com. That's ExMormonFiles.com. And now, here's Earl.
1: Good evening and welcome to another episode of the Ex-Mormon Files. I'm your host, Bishop Earl. And it may not actually be evening where you're at. Sorry about <laughs> that. Anyway, I'm really happy to introduce to you tonight, today, whenever, is Taylor Winder. We met your husband last week. Nick, yes, and what a delight and yes. enthused about Jesus and and mm. the gospel and it's just exciting. Yes, yeah, yes. he's gone through quite a quite a story, and yes. you've got one as well. Mm-hmm. You yes. were born in the church, is mm-hmm. that right? Yes. Where were you born?
2: I was born in Logan. Mm. Um, I grew up until the age of nine in Farmington, and then. A brief moment in Boise, Idaho, and then we uh, well my parents built yeah. a home in Brigham City and from sixth grade on I grew up there. So
1: oh, always surrounded by Mormons and Very much so. Part of your culture and yes, everything. Yep.
2: And baptized at eight. And, yes. Okay. Yes, so
1: And you did you ever take seminary?
2: You know, I did not, no. You didn't take seminary. No, that was offered more in middle school. And by then, yeah. um, we had left. So
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. And what's, well, what had happened,
2: I guess? is Well, going back, yeah. um, my mom is the one that kind of paved the way. The Lord um, called her out first, and in doing so, she took me and my <laughs> sister along with her. <laughs> oh, no, she did. Okay. Um, my dad was a little apprehensive, but um, ultimately the Lord got him too.
0: Yeah. So...
2: Um, when we were in Farmington, is where we were um, going to church, doing everything that you do and all your friends do and neighbors do around here.
1: Singing the songs you oh, were singing earlier. If you'd like you... me
2: to sing, I can. <laughs> you
1: know, choose the right and all <laughs> those. I yeah.
2: um, So, but I didn't realize um, m- the turmoil my mom was going through. Uh, lots of questions on her side um, that ultimately brought her to leaving. But um, the first memory that I have where um, I took pause at what this religion or what this was that we were practicing was, was when I was baptized. Um, We invited all the family, um, all of my relatives, everyone is um, still very active in the Mormon faith and they'd all come because when you turn eight, you get baptized. <laughs> That's what you do. And I was looking forward to getting my Book of Mormon with my name on it and a CTR ring and the whole bit. And the day came and my dad baptized me and we were in the water and he started going through the script of what he had to say. And we, he'd get to the end and he put me under the water and I'd come back out. Well, eight times later oh my. Um, because he couldn't get the words right.
1: You never lifted a toe or anything? No, nope, it was never a
2: look? toe or <laughs> hair or a nose. It was the wrong words. He couldn't get the, the words right. and But they'd let him go through the whole thing the immersion without, and everything
1: without, without know, interrupting. You know. oh.
2: Um, and so eight, eight times had that happened that
1: could be a record.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, it really was. And so you can imagine my mom was just dying, just like internally, just we shouldn't be doing this, yeah. but it's all, you know, and so it's what you do. And, um, so I left, I went in the back changing room and I was getting undressed out of my white robe and a lady came back and she said, I'm sorry, but um, he didn't get it right again. You're going to have to put on um, the, the clothes, clothes again. And, go back and we'll go out and do it one more time. For a ninth time. Right. And I remember <clears throat> right then, as I was pulling up the wet robe, thinking, why would God care? And I, I had no idea what that meant or anything, but it just was off. God and God so I um, put back on the clothes and walked back out, and there was everyone, and my sweet dad, you know, just he, dying. must have been embarrassed. Oh, so, yeah. so much so. Um, but went through it again, and he got it right. <laughs> and so then the day progressed as normal. But and you were baptized. And yeah. I was baptized, right.
1: And a year later.
2: And a year later um, is when my knows. mom um, went through her um, leaving, um, if you will. Um, I do remember up to that point, my mom and I and my sister, we'd get home from church and she'd pull into the garage and the door would go down and she'd ask us everything that we learned. Mm -hmm. And her main emphasis was what did we learn about Jesus? My mom always loved Jesus and she just clinged to him um, from a very young age. And she didn't understand that per se, but uh, she always just wanted more of Jesus. And so she would ask us girls about
1: what, you'd learn what we'd learned
2: specifically about Jesus.
1: Well, because even going back to the baptism, I always sent when I would talk to the eight-year-olds, you I would always say, "Well, you're going to join the church, right? You know, you're going to get baptized yeah. and become a member of the church." Right. It was never about no. you're going to become part of or Jesus. No, I mean, he was right. kind of in the you know in the subtitle yeah. there, but not. Right. That wasn't why you were getting right. baptized, was right. it?
2: Yeah. Exactly. So. Yeah. So yeah. So then, when she left, then we moved to Boise, okay. um, and that was where I experienced uh, my first um, non-denominational Christian churches. We'd go and we'd um, we'd go to different ones um, every Sunday, kind of just testing out the waters Did you like and those? seeing. Yeah, I loved that I just could wear normal clothes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, and you notice differences. I ooh, guess, oh, absolutely. Between, yeah. You know. Um, but I was just following my mom's lead at that point, and so mm-hmm. and at that point, my dad had not left. Um, my dad was very just—he was just inactive. He was inactive, and um, and then once we uh, went back to Utah, 14 months later, I think it was, um, and we settled in Brigham City. That's when Dad got. Um, angry, uh, you know. Sue, why are you doing this to our girls? It's gonna, you're gonna make it so hard for them growing up here. They're not gonna have friends, you know. All yeah. those preconceived kind of notions that you would have, um, surrounded by but such e- a dominant religion.
1: But eventually, God taps him on the shoulder. Yes, and exactly. So, yeah.
2: He went to go prove them <laughs> wrong, and the well, opposite that, happened. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: So, you end up, uh, of course, finishing high school yeah, up so there? Yeah, I, I finished it, high school in Brigham
2: what, City. And uh, right after graduating, I moved to California, where I joined a performing arts group um, to pursue <laughs> being famous. <laughs> was that fun? It was fun. But in all of that, uh, God was doing a work in me um, that I can now look back and see his fingerprints over it all. Really? Um, and so.
1: Lessons when that you're, you were learning. Right. You know? When you're pursuing
2: the world, um, you're pursuing darkness. And um, and so it's hard. Mm. You don't even know, though. You just think that that's the normal. Yeah. Um, and so while I was there, um, you know, I just, that was just kind of the beginning of the end for me. Um, so went there, I uh, went back east and toured um, with the group a year later. And then. Um, was exhausted. I was exhausted and knew it was time to go to school. So mm. I moved back to Utah um, and went to Weber State for a few semesters and then transferred to the U and that's where I graduated.
1: So oh, what'd you graduate in?
2: Journalism broadcasting.
1: Wow, yeah. how about that?
2: So I'm feeling kind of comfortable here. <laughs> yeah, sure
1: you are. <laughs> and so all this time, you, you mentioned earlier to me that yeah. uh, you've always had a, a relationship with God or always felt close to him. Yeah, you. you
2: know, I always knew there was there was a God, there was a higher power or something. I never went full-blown atheist. um, Because even though, even while I was growing up until leaving uh, for California, I went to church with my mom, the church that she ultimately brought us to and that my parents ended up going to. Active in youth group, um, but nothing ever penetrated. Um, I think at a Bible camp I accepted the Lord. (laughs) Um, That is one thing that is highlighted in my memory of, you know, at a worship service. I accepted Christ, but nothing ever really stuck. I continued yeah. living in sin. Um, and so, so yeah, I, um, what was your question? Going well,
1: back. no, that's fine. And then eventually, no, no you came back and, and, oh, yeah. and graduated, I graduated. guess. Graduated. Okay, yeah. well, I don't know where we're at exactly. Yeah, so
2: I, I went to school, graduated, um, and a week after I graduated, I broke off an engagement, I quit my job, um, I packed up everything, and I moved back home wow. because I had <laughs> hit bottom, yeah. even though I thought I was pursuing all the success and everything just that you're not supposed satisfying, to do, huh? um, but only Christ satisfies, and so when God calls you, He calls you, and He shows you that, and so yeah. um, I went home, and I sat on a couch for nine months healing just of life just
1: didn't feel
2: let me down yeah. I don't know everything was gone and I didn't have anywhere to turn
1: and how old were you
2: at that point I was 23 wow so
1: and just feeling like it was
2: Yeah. what now just disappointed and, yeah, yeah exactly
1: so, so then what happened kind of an interesting so then moving back huh?
2: home at 23 um now my my family's been saved so my mom and dad are um, new creations and it's evident uh, the spirit was active and alive. Could you tell a difference? Oh, uh, um, night and day, night and day. Um, my dad what, what exactly, specifically.
1: What exactly? Just sense of freedom, uh, less yes, guilt. Yes, like just
2: less? this this load lift, lifted off. I don't know. It was just, or maybe even like a suppressing cloud just breaking away and just light. That's a good way to uh, say it. You know. It. Yeah. Um, And so, as I was sitting there on this couch, uh, and life was just like circling around me, it was consistent. This wasn't some trendy thing that my parents decided to try to make themselves better. Um, It was this authentic brokenness being restored.
1: Trusting in God. Yeah, it was just
2: yeah, it was beautiful. And this talk um, of about Jesus, it wasn't this religious. It was just this relationship. And so it was in that moment as I witnessed all of, as I witnessed them and I witnessed this community um, around them coming in the house, just living life um, in Christ, that I said, you know, I want this. I don't know what it is, but I I want want this. This.
1: You mentioned a little Heart in the Home experience. What was that about?
2: Yes, Heart in the Home uh, by Sean McCraney. Uh, That was actually back when I was living in California. I'd come home. I don't know if it was for Thanksgiving or Christmas, but I'd come home to visit, and they were having this heart in the home, and I was, you know, and all I knew at that point was religion. I just, uh, it's how I viewed things. I knew it was some guy out of Mormonism.
1: But if you you assumed that if there anyway if there was any religion, it was Mormonism. Would you think that maybe?
2: Yeah. Well, no, I didn't think I didn't think that if there was a right religion it was Mormonism. Okay. I just, I was very bitter towards Mormonism still. Okay. My heart was very hard towards it. And so Sean McCraney came in the house and my parents had invited um, all the neighbors and other people, Christians, Mormons, inactive people. Um, and I sat in the back and as Sean talked and um, questions were asked, you know, I just sat back there boiling. I was so angry. Really? And I didn't, and, and as I even say that, I don't even know why I was angry. Um,
1: just that he would be challenging but are you.
2: Right, you know. just who are you? And so ultimately it came to a place where um, I just went, I just went into him and I did. I, who are you? In who are front you? Of everybody. Yes, who are you to sit here um, claiming that you have the truth? I don't even remember what I said, but I just let him have it. And all he said to me was um, that he understood and that I should seek, and that he would pray for me, and, um, and that was it, and then I just kind of stopped talking and just let the night progress, but I do remember that specifically.
1: Interesting. Yeah. So where
2: do you meet Nick? So, I met Nick. Nick. After the healing process, um, I knew I wasn't going to meet anyone like I used to meet people in the clubs or (laughs) night on the town or college, you know, that was done. So I went online, and we met on Match.com.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And love at first sight? Oh. Well, kind of, huh?
2: I say that. No, I'm just kidding. No. Um, You know, we talked by email for a while, ultimately met, and it was just really nice because all of the... First dating kind of stuff had already been yeah. talked about and yeah. so um, it was definitely a connection right at the beginning um, and it was lovely so well, that's
1: neat. yeah and was he uh, where was he at at this time Now, where were you well, at? Where I was he at?
2: very much seeking uh, reading the word um, and I was very open with him about that he was in a place where his family was very active in the faith he had just moved back to Utah from college and uh... It's all he knew, um, but he wasn't active at all. He didn't mm. buy it, but he wasn't seeking it all. but I was very upfront from the very beginning and um, we had discussions um, and at times they were a little heated mm. because uh, regardless if you don't believe in it, it's what it's all you know and so you' sure. and, and you're gonna protect your family yeah. and, and defend, defend. them yeah. and so and that's what he did until... Um, he started reading the Word, and God started working on his heart too. So.
1: And he said he started seeing the influence of your fa- uh, parents. <laughs> no, yes. That there could, he said there could be too much of a good thing, or something. Yeah, I mean,
2: you definitely. I was, and I was to a place too where you know this we we'd gather with it, my family, yeah. and it's all we talked about. Yeah. It's all we couldn't get enough of Jesus. Um, Isn't that an of amazing what difference? He had done. Um, to our home specifically. I
1: used to go on one and two week vacations with family. Mm-hmm. We could go that entire time mm-hmm. and not talk about church or yeah. religion. Maybe who wh- who has what callings and who's right. going on a mission, who's getting right. married. Never about Jesus.
2: Right. Yeah.
1: Now, yeah, so we, were the we Jesus can't Christ go a few so, hours. Yeah. There. So Nick but, would come
2: and he would... Experience this, and he's like, "Whoa, I don't know if I can do this." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, yeah.
1: But eventually, God softened his heart, and right, Praise right. God for that. Praise God. Yeah. So well, so you've got some exciting things going. Oh, you've had two children.
2: i We've had two, children, two yes. children. Yes, we have you... a little girl who's four and a little boy who's one. Yeah. And Afton and Samuel. Oh, so well, they're neat. a delight.
1: Well, we learned just a little bit last week that, uh, or last time that uh, Nick said that you've maybe on a new journey here and yes. with Russ East. and the, Yes. Hey, so tell us a, little, about,
2: a yeah. little bit about
1: that and how that um, came about.
2: Well, we are going to be joining uh, Russ East with Utah Partnerships for Christ in July. Uh, we're in the working it out and preparing right now. We're going to move into the Blue House, uh, which is kind of the base camp um, of where mission teams come to serve and evangelize. Uh, the greater northern and how Utah. How big are
1: these groups? We did learn that sometimes they're college age and uh-huh. high school age yep. kids.
2: And they it can range from a small group of seven or eight to 20, um, wow. yeah, that come and... And they
1: have leaders, I guess. And they have leaders, yeah, and oh.
2: throughout that seven to 10 uh, day period, they come and they go to Temple Square. Um, they go and serve uh, polygamists, um Colonies, um, other things, other Mormon outreaches. Whether they might come and talk to you, or
1: would they um, go to a church? And yes, uh-huh, they and, um, they'd or? go.
2: Well, they'd go mm-hmm. to a church, um, hoping to have dialogue, and um, they typically are able to invite people back to the Blue House for a meal, for discussions throughout the week. Um, and then it's located right across the street from Weber State University. Yeah, that's a and great location. Right, and so yeah. the, the teams will go up there, engage in conversations, invite students over. And so we are planning to move into the house um, and offer um, a hospitality ministry um, because these mission teams come out and their faith is rocked. They, um, In the sense of questioning their faith? Not necessarily questioning their faith, but... Understanding the depth of their faith um, and perhaps just how ill-equipped they are to go and have discussions with people um, and defend Jesus. Um, Mm -hmm. And so they come here and they're met with a religion who also claims Jesus. And And
1: uses a lot of the same words. Exactly.
2: And so they come back.
1: Different definitions. Exactly. And so
2: they come back from a day of serving um, and evangelizing and they're they're defeated. Um, there And so we want to be there to minister to them, to build them back up, to remind them of who it is that they serve and the truth that they have um, and love on them and encourage them in their faith. Um, and... Have you
1: had met some of these groups before?
2: Um, we have, we actually, we've had a couple of them live with us. Oh. Um, and we just had a gal who had come out on three mission trips um, uh-huh. and God brought her back to Utah. She's a teacher now here and she's just on fire and so excited to live here now and she goes to temple square on sundays by herself she just wants to be um as she says in the mecca mormonism and she
1: talks to Mormons. and she
2: talks to him she has an evangelistic heart and god just broke her heart for here and so she was living with us since october she moved out the first or second week of january and, um, How does she yeah.
1: approach Mormons? What does she say?
2: Um, well, she...
1: Has she shared that? It,
2: it depends on the situation, but for her, where God really got a hold of her was um, at a camp that she went to um, in high school um, where the group was taken downtown of where this um, camp was out, and they were asked to approach people and ask them where they thought they went when they died. Oh. Um, and so through that, God then um, kind of shaped her and brought Mormonism into her view. Um, and her heart really just pulled towards um, people who claim Jesus, but are n- it's not the true Jesus. Yeah. And, and so she ended Mormon- up finding UPFC and oh, coming yeah. out and leading groups. So,
1: What do you think she was hearing from Mormons about that, the answer to that question?
2: Um, Where do you think you're mm-hmm. going? Uh, they hope that I hope
1: I've done enough
2: right they there's no certainty um, across the board and that's been our experience as well uh, meeting with missionaries you know and um, and I think that that's ultimately why God called me out of the darkness and I was able to fully just embrace his truth was because I always uh, this life can't just be Just frivolous living, or this religious working out. um, Ultimately, we're all going to die. Yeah. So where are you going to go? And do you know for sure? And so you know, that's her been her approach a lot of times. Um, That's been an underlining. You know, one of my first questions in speaking with missionaries is. And what
1: do do they? What do they usually say? Then we just hope. Yeah,
2: they. We just. We just. Will we? We hope. My, My. for me, when I ask, it's, do you know that you'll be at the feet of Jesus when you die? Have you done enough? And it's always, well, we hope, we hope but but no, I don't know. You know, I there, know. There's no certainty. I, I don't know how to answer that. See, um, you
1: know, Carla, my wife, yeah. kept asking me, um, are we going to make it? Mm. She was always right. asking that. Now, I had the confidence that I had gone through the priesthood and I right. the temple and I'd been married for time and all eternity, and so I... I felt confident I was going there but she was always asking me, "Well, are we going to make it?" Yeah. And I would say, "Well, the promise is is that we don't right. commit murder or do something right. silly like leave the church." <laughs> right. Right. That we would that we'd make it to the celestial kingdom. Mm. So but and, I know yeah. there are a lot of people that uh they don't have a good answer for that. We hope. We right. hope we've done enough.
2: Right. And that's where our hearts just break. Yeah. So
1: and as a Christian, how would you answer that?
2: Mm. Where will I go when I die? Yes. <laughs> oh, at the feet of Jesus um, to worship him for all oh, eternity.
1: He's just done everything for he's us. He's done
2: everything. Yeah. I, I cannot express, and we didn't even tap into anything, of what he has done for me, um, what he has redeemed. Uh, sometimes I'm just left in awe. I cannot believe the person I used to be um, and who I am now.
1: Yeah. And we're just getting started. Me either. And as, you know, as I've read the Bible now, as you have, yeah. I'm sure, that him being the good shepherd. Yes. And what that really means. Mm-hmm. As sheep, yes. we we don't have anything to offer Nothing. as sheep. But we follow. Right, exactly. And we trust the good shepherd. Yes. And there's a freedom in that. Yes. And then what about good works? Are they They're the, filthy
2: rags. Yeah. They and they're not for are. saving. No, It's just no. because
1: we love him, and we, right. we do, th- do things because we yep.
2: love him. Yep, I live my life every day, morning, every morning, God, how can I glorify you today? Like, just use me, God. I'm a vessel, just use me however you want.
1: Now, I know you've had such a relationship with Mormons over yeah. your lifetime, yeah. family and, and everything. They don't see it that way, do they?
2: No, no.
1: And I I don't understand, or I don't, I asked Nick this too, how do we get that message to them? And I know it's awkward, it's tough. He said he has a hard time sharing with his family. I have a very hard time with my family.
2: Well, you know, um, I think God gives you those opportunities and it depends on the person. Um, Not that we don't go and um, proclaim the truth. But just a few weeks ago, we had a Mormon in our Friday night group that we have. He was new, student from Weber State. Um, one of our friends invited him, and he just, he couldn't get enough of what we were talking about. And Nick was not going to let him leave our house without hearing the gospel. <laughs> and he heard it. I mean, everyone in the group was just like, wow. And
1: he was listening? And
2: he was listening, and then him and his friend left and had an hour-long conversation and uh and so our prayers is you know that he keeps coming or if when we get to the blue house we're connected because yeah. of Weaver state you know who knows but um you know you this the spirit leads when you're supposed to speak um and if you don't he redeems that we've seen that time and time again because it is awkward and it is hard and you want to do it in love sure um but at the end of the day um there can't be half truth. There's no, either truth or, true, or not. not. And so, um, you know, getting into the Word, being equipped for those moments um, to defend the gospel yeah. is. And trusting what you have. the Bible and right.
1: trusting Jesus that, that that is the gospel. Right, of,
2: right. And, uh,
1: yeah, it's a glorious message. And, and there is such a freedom.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yes.
1: Now, prayers for me are so totally different. I guess your prayers are. You feel are yes. full of speaking to your Savior and to right. Jesus. Right. And
2: when, when, that, when that switch happened of religion versus relationship,
1: yeah.
2: um, I think that's it was just a progression from there because I went through a season where um, God just brought me to understanding what prayer is. And it is the depths of this intimacy with yeah. um, our Savior that you can't even. Comprehend, or and, and and in the Mormon Church, you just you have no idea. I mean, I can still recite the prayers.
1: Yeah, you know, almost to, uh, they verbatim. Yeah, they weren't planned prayers. No, were, no, yeah. but
2: for dinner, I had a, uh, we had a yeah. certain way we prayed for certain things. There were certain things that we said, and so, um, but no. Um,
1: yeah. Well, Taylor, our time <laughs> is up. You're such a delight, and I well, wish you and for Nick so. Me so much success in what you're doing and I know you're such sweet people and a great family I'm sure you'll just touch so many lives and encourage people I think that's that's helpful too is just to encourage them as they go through their journey so thank you and we'll see you again on Edge Mormon Files.